Have you been, so you haven't been here before? Nah, never. No, never, never. Yeah, man, we've been recording. Well, I've been, been doing, doing a podcast. Minute. I've been doing a podcast as a whole for um, nearly five years. What so, started you? Because you're a DJ, isn't it? Yeah. By, that's your profession. Yeah. Yeah? Knockbacks. Really? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, in a nutshell, knockbacks is what started this. And I remember the day that, like, because I was really pursuing, like, trying to be on radio and all of these things, yeah, and I wanted it bad. And then, like, for a long time, I had a carrot dangled over my head from through one extra who was, like, always calling me to come there to do stuff, but never giving me an opportunity to be a part of the team. And, um, and like, and then I remember one time they was doing something called Extra Talent where they were bringing in all these different DJs that were doing a show a week for a month. And I never got a call. But they would always call me for stuff all the time, but they never called me for it. Anyway, one day they called me for the last one. Someone rang me and was like, oh, have they asked you to, asked you to do that? I was like, nah. Then they was like, I'm going to sort it out, don't worry. It's finishing soon. So when they, when they gave me that opportunity, for me, at that point, I was like starting to feel like, am I good enough for this? So I went there to prove to myself more than anything Am I good enough to do this? Isn't it? So this wasn't about proving it to anyone else. I wanted to go in that building and see if I fumble. If I, is, can I still project the personality that I do outside of this where I'm comfortable in a place where I'm not comfortable? Yeah, do you get that. me? So when I, when I went and I did that, it, it made, it confirmed to me that the problem wasn't really me. It was some politics that they had going on within there. But now I can't stop that from me making something of myself so i literally my last show yeah i walked out and i said all right cool i'm i'm i I, i'm no longer pursuing radio anymore like like this i'm gonna start my own thing so i started doing radio i started doing a radio show from my bedroom and i was putting it on my soundcloud then i was thinking oh do you know what i know some artists and stuff i need to figure out how i could like connect this together so then i I came up with a, a thing called soundcheck yeah and it was not sound check, sound check, um, phone check. So it's like I'd phone an artist or whatever, just find out what they were up to, what they were doing, blah, blah, blah. We talked for 10 minutes and I pull it in the, in, the, in the middle of my radio show. Then one day I was supposed to do one particular artist. He let me down. I messaged Wiley, yeah, and I thought, I know he's not going to do it, innit? But you just never know because he's like, he's got such a yeah, weird cat. You just <laughs> never know, <laughs> innit? <laughs> Piss in the dark. Yeah, yeah. So then um, so I hit him and he was like, yeah, I'm in Cyprus. We'll do it right now. I'll ring you right now. So I, I quickly set my stuff up, whatever. Then we're just talking. And then 10 minutes has gone and I'm thinking, I can't stop this. Like, because the conversation's so juicy. <laughs> so um, we ended up talking for an hour. And, and um, bearing in mind is that like, at that point, at that time, not much people were having long conversations like that. So I just thought, you know, I can't put this out in, in the mix of a radio show. I'm just going to put the conversation out and see what happens. So when I did that, at first, some people were like, oh, you know, it's a bit long. Maybe you should do like five minute segments and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? If people like it, they'll check for it. And it did really well. So then I thought I need to do another one. So I did like a few more of those. And then cut a very long story short, um, I just rang Poet one day and I said to him, look, do you want to like start a podcast thing? And he was like, what do you want to talk about? I just said, nothing. 
Mate, impromptu. And, yeah. Sick. And then he was like, yeah, because I want to talk about this, that, and that. <laughs> so, um, so we, I ended up, um, someone introduced me to a guy called Dan who had, runs this studio, but he was in a different place at the time. Went, looked at the studio, it was fine. I just told him what I needed. He was, he thought it was a bit weird because he's never done anything like that before. I just started to need mics and just press record and me and my mate's going to chat. So we did one. And then um, after we did one, Poet was like, oh, when are we doing it again? And I said, I don't know, we'll do it next month. He said, no, nah, let's do it next week. And it kept going. And then I think after around the 10th episode, that's when I was like, I can really make something from this. There's like loads of different things I want to talk about. So it's like, you know, predominantly music, but outside of music, there's more things I want to talk about. Like, I'm just a very curious person, isn't it? And I wanted to display some of that and just talk about some of my experiences and then also bring people on and talk about theirs and, and all of that. So yeah, that is kind of like how... Sick, man. Yeah, that's how it started. But what's the man. name? Half Cast Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically we came up with a term which was a play of names. You know, Poet's really tall and I'm yeah. short. So it was like two guys half the size of each other casting opinions. So we used to always say it, but we haven't been saying it a lot, but we, we're actually... We started visualizing this on the 100th episode, but I brought Callum in around the 70th and he was like testing it. So no one knew we were filming. We were just testing it and I just wanted to see what it looked like. And like, I wanted to find out what the problems were gonna be. Mm. Yeah, so why is this happening? Right, why, how, where is this problem come? What do we need to do to fix it? Let's fix it now. So, so we like got little problems out of the way, whatever. And then when we was ready, I was like, you know, we might as well just wait until we get to the 100th episode and then do it that way. And then since we've like visualized it, it's brought everything up even more. So. Sick, man. But Love yeah. that, man. All right, anyway, we're in. Let's do it. Yeah, we're in. So firstly, thanks for doing this. Day, yeah. Um, just for a bit of clarity as well, like I said this to you before on the phone, yeah. Um, someone that I hold to a high regard you know uh, messaged me and said to me you know what Chucks like I think this person would be good to, to to bring on a podcast for x y and z reasons and you know when you you have them type of people in your life yeah you like you don't have to question it do you get what I'm saying I'm so as soon as my man we don't we don't I'm not saying that we speak so much like that but the fact that he made that call I knew exactly what it was we had a little phone call and then from then I knew, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was definitely it's a right. Sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, for for those who don't know, what what's the name that you go by? Alfie Valentine. Being Alfie. Being Alfie, yeah. That's your social media. And yeah. what in a, in we're gonna get Do you know what? Let's start from the beginning. Talk to me. Let's start from the beginning. Where where did you grow up? So initially Hackney. Okay. E9. Yeah. I lived in Nina, just around the corner from Victoria Park. Okay. Those were my earliest years, up until the, about the age of eight, which was a, it was a crazy time, man. Yeah. Because I grew up in, in, in the time where it was a rough part, but you mm. know when you're surrounded by that type of energy and you're young, you don't really know for what it is. Yeah, of course. So it was just growing up, but every other week, houses were getting robbed, cars were getting stolen, people were getting knifed shot that type of nonsense but I never really could contextualise what that actually meant yeah. in any way shape or form because it was my uncle and his brethren's talking about of it of course I just heard it so I lived 
in that setting, still a, a, a happy childhood. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everything do you know, thinking about rosy. that, there's not a lot of people that, I feel like, that doesn't get spoken about a lot. How normalised, growing up in them type of environments, that it's just normal. When you're young, it's just normal. Because yeah. that's all you see. So you don't, until you come out of that environment, or you meet other people outside of that environment, you don't particularly know any different. 100%, 100%. It's exactly that. And whereby I was quite fortunate in the fact that my dad, he made a bit of money and he was a bit flashy. So he would do things that were mad flamboyant for us. Like send us to McDonald's and make us spend like 200 pound on McDonald's. Craziness. Oh, craziness so we kind of got the best of both worlds in the fact that yeah we were in that nonsense and we were surrounded it was in a council flat etc etc my mum was working really hard but then my dad would just come out of, out of the bloom and just do a madness so where was your dad was your dad in a different country different country okay where, where nigeria where, nigeria okay. nigeria so he he had family over there and also businesses in there france germany and america so he was all over the place we wouldn't see him for time but when he come he would just do the mad flamboyant ones <laughs> And that's why, come age, eight-ish, he then said, okay, bam, I'm going to actually buy you a house to my mum. He said he wanted to buy us a house and he moved us to Surrey. And then that was when it was, like I said, that was like my first, call it, that was my, my first traumatic experience as a youngster. Because obviously Hackney's one way, it's cultural. There's a lot of black people there. Cool. I moved to Surrey. No one looks like you. No one looks like me. <laughs> In fact, there was grass, trees. <laughs> Yeah, it weren't concrete, no flats. Our yard was a four-bedroom detached yard. So it was like one extreme to another. I never heard, there was no robberies, mm. no one getting, no madness. What was that? What was that? No madness. What no was madness. that like for you growing up, though? Like going from one extreme to the other, really? Though. Well, it was, it was obviously, as I said, it was traumatic. It was, it was shocking because we were so different to everybody and there wasn't many black people. Now, the way my mum sort of brought us up, it weren't like we saw it as a, as, as a negative thing, but we felt it. Do you know what I mean? We wouldn't get invited to as many parties. Mm. You know, everyone would be having their fish finger party, a football party, we wouldn't go. So that type of thing was the, was the call it the, the shocking part of it. Mm. But the way my mum was, the angel she was, it was just, she never really let us feel that. She was always about us doing things as brothers together because it was me and, my, me and my two brothers at the time. Mm. So we didn't really get to feel much of that, but it was when we started going to school, especially, let me fast forward some years to say high school, because that's when I really started to remember it. That's when I just became a bad breed. Mm. Just got kicked out of school because everything was so different. And the, the only black people that was there, I kind of sort of gelled with, innit? Mm. And because we were so different, we were the bad breeds. We were the ones doing the madnesses. Mm. So... School life up until like, let's say, yeah, 15, 16, I was just suspended left, right and centre. And then Serious? Finally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just kick left, right and centre. What, what, how, did your, how did your parents deal with that though? <laughs> my mum just used to send me back to East London to my uncles. Okay. To my raw uncle. Raw <laughs> uncle. And just be like, yeah, okay, park up with him. You spend six <laughs> weeks with him. And he'd have us doing madnesses. So yeah. I was spending time there. East Ham, West Ham. Mm. Regularly, I was just between like my mum and my uncle, he was just there. Because my mum wouldn't... By this time, we're, not, we're no younger her little boys. We're, mm. we're becoming young teenagers. That, of course. That are... That are not, not, nothing on the level of what we're seeing right now, but joining gangs, graphing, 
smoking weed, drinking, doing the, yeah, just, just doing, doing this, just doing it. Yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Just doing the, that, that that silliness. Yeah. And she didn't know how to discipline. Or I wouldn't even say she didn't know how to. You just couldn't. Because mm. as soon as you're out the door, what does she know? Of course. Which is what actually one of the reasons why I always say, you know that old saying of like, it takes a village to raise a child. Sometimes people forget all of this when, you see like when a kid is on road, carrying on with a whole bunch of madness, a lot of people sometimes will say, well, where's the parents then? And you're like, well, you have to keep, you have to keep the same energy. There's like, the pe- you can be at home, you could be the proper good boy. Mm. When the, when the, when, I don't know, Let's just say, for example, a, a young buck goes to jail or whatever, and the parents is like, but he was a good boy. And everyone's thinking, but he was a good boy. Yeah, he was a good boy in the house. But when he was out in the village, it was a different thing. 100% correct. And you got to understand as well, when you're that age and you're fighting for identity, fight, which is a big thing, you just follow the herd. So you're doing what everybody else is doing, not really thinking about the next year, even the next day let alone five, ten years, or what, what impact it could have on you. Mm. But I guess I did all that madness up until I was about maybe 17, 18. And then there was a big sort of situation that really just switched me. I was kind of always different from a lot of my pals. Yeah, I was different in the fact that I was always somebody who, because of what I see my dad do, the way he came and just sort of domed it, even though it was only sort of short and brief, forget all the sort of madness he did with my mum and all that nonsense mm. that we saw. When he did come, he come and domed it. And it showed us that, especially because the house he bought, which he bought in cash. Okay. Bought in 1996. And when I'm saying he bought it in cash, I mean cash. Isn't that, isn't that like, wasn't that confusing though, as a young buck, like coming from a place where you're on a council estate, essentially, mm. even though like you're saying you didn't particularly want for anything as much, really, but that's the environment that you're in. Then to come out of that into a big yard, yeah, like, surely, because you mentioned before that it's traumatic, but surely that's got to be mad confusing because in here, financially, you're just okay. But when your dad comes, it's just, he's mashing peas. Proper. (laughs) Do you know what, the way you said it is exactly that. Like buying a madness, like getting chauffeur driven to school in a Rolls Royce. Really? Madness. Proper Prince Hakeem stuff. Proper, proper. That's how he was going on. Yeah. So did that swell your head? Do you know what? When you when you realize, <laughs> see when you realize yeah, that dad's that's a good got question, peace. Because yeah. there must have been a point where you realized, hold on a minute, dad's got dough. Yeah. Like, did that swell your head? Not really. And the only reason why is because my dad would do. He would do a madness like he'd come after not seeing us for three, four, five, six. At some points, longest was seven years. Hmm. He'd come drop all this dough. And one time, the time that it hurt the most was growing up was when he just left, left on my birthday. Didn't even know it was my birthday because he's got a whole, whole heap of kids. Mm. So although he was doing that type of madness, it wasn't the type of thing that I'd go, you know what, let it swell. It was almost like, let's just try and get what we can. We became mm. those people. Let's get what we can out of the situation mm. because we don't know when it's going to happen again. Mm. Did, you not, did you never, aside from like, the wealth and stuff, yeah? Like, being a young buck. Did you never just want dad, though? Nah. Really? Nah, I'll, my brothers were slightly different. I wasn't, man. I was just like, okay, you show me that it's possible. And what I'm talking about is just money here. Mm. I'm talk- He showed me lifestyle is possible. Because if you can take us from there to a, into a vehicle, a Rolls Royce, bro, mm. yeah, it's possible. Even though it didn't happen for too long, mm. yeah? It was like, it's possible. And that's all I needed to see. That made me kind of form my own sort of mindset about what's actually available out in the world. Yeah. 
but doesn't it also like because it's different for me my my, my, my pups has kind of always been in my life or whatever mm. so but doesn't not having that like not because you've got a person you've got a person who obviously is your dad and whatever is very well for you comes and you know financially looks after you and these type of things yeah mm. but what, there, there was never a point where you felt like like I just want a, a male like just a figure in my life though do you yeah, get me yeah definitely my uncle okay so you had that you kind of got that he from still to uncle. this day is yeah, yeah, yeah I get you my mum's brother was that, that guy the raw uncle Go to him. That was it. As soon as she even said, "I'm calling uncle," we know it's a problem. You knew what time it was. It was yeah. a problem. It was a problem. So yeah, he was the he was the male figure. Yeah, yeah. So talk talk to me a little bit about the 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 switch that kind of happened for you. So basically, the, let's call it the catalyst moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been rolling all day with my bedjins. And we just to using... stop you, by the way, I'm going to really get in deep with... Anytime you talk to me about some stuff, I'm just curious. I just want to know about 100%. you and everything about what's, how you got to the point of where you are today. It, and man. then also, do you know what I mean? So 100%, forgive man. me if I stop you at points and just like, yeah. 100%, you know man. But yeah, go on anyway. Sorry. So yeah, basically I was rolling with my pals all day. We was using flashes. You know, back in the day when you get a bus pass mm. and you scratch out the digits or you'd cut out other digits and use it to get on other buses and make it in date. Do you understand yeah, yeah, what I'm course, saying? Yeah, so he was yeah. doing that, yeah. And I was rolling with my little brother at the time and a couple of other pals. And we'd been using the flashes all day. And long story short, it was the N68. I remember it crystal clear. Last night bus. bus that, yeah. Night bus, yeah. Night bus to take us from Croydon to my house in Causton, which is about a six, seven mile journey. I used my flasher, showed it to the bus driver, he let me on. I've done a pass back to my brother because them times we were just sharing, <laughs> yeah. So I've done a pass back to my brother and then the bus driver collared him, kicked us off the bus. I was pissed. I was mad angry because I was thinking, you know what, this is going to be a boot back. Yeah. Anyhow, next day I found out that the four bridges I was on the bus with, they all got arrested. And I thought, okay, that wasn't nothing new because you can imagine we were kind of rolling in gangs, doing whatever we was doing. So it was kind of like, okay, they got arrested. That's not the end of the world. But it was only after maybe about six weeks, eight weeks later, I remember being, I was working at the time, doing some sort of IT apprenticeship. And I, I remember just picking up, I had a Baby Ericsson then, Boo Baby Ericsson, the see-through ones. Joints. Do you remember yeah, the yeah, see-through ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes to send a text, yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of thing, yeah? <laughs> I had that now, and I got a call, and they said, yeah, everyone that got arrested got between four to seven years. And up until then, I was kind of working a deadbeat, grateful for it still, but I was doing like an apprenticeship, working four days a week, doing going to college for one day, and they was paying me five scores. They gave me a hundred pound, literally, that was it. And I was kind of just doing that because I knew I, did, I wanted different. I didn't want to just go down the same route because mm. I knew where it was going. I had a couple of prejudices who were going to prison, things of that nature anyhow. So I kind of just knew that if I followed that, just because I was always a hothead, always maybe the, 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 the joker of the pack, some bullshit would happen to me. And mm. I'd already been arrested myself plenty of times as well. So I kind of thought, you know what, dead that. But then when I got that phone call and I got heard that they'd been, they'd been sentenced four to seven years, that just made me go, you know what, yeah, that's it. Allow it. That is it. I now need to do something serious. And that was the main sort of catalyst that made me start going, okay, there's much more to life. I've seen, bearing in mind, I've seen snippets. Yeah. I've gone and tried to do the bad boy thing. Not badly, but go out and, and do my little bits. Yeah? Of course. I have never enjoyed it. Yeah. Wasn't any really good at it anyhow. And now this has happened. And for me, that's when I say, I'm a massive believer in energy in the universe. Of course. I think now I'm so grateful that happened. Because imagine if I was on the bus, because what actually happened on the bus, 
two of them weren't even really doing anything. They were just dead. Okay. And they got four years for it. On a joint enterprise thing. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. So for me, when I see that, that was just me, like catalyst done. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I need to now start going after, going after my goals. What is it I want to get out of life? Of course. And Do you know what? It's in, it's, I think it's important in their moments, man, to listen to yourself. <laughs> Do you get me? You realise, you know what? This thing is not really for me. See a couple man go jail and that. Don't know if I really want to be doing all of that. I don't <laughs> want to get caught up in that life and system and all of these type of things. There's so many different things out here to do. Let me try and figure out what it is that is for me. What was that for you? Well, personally, I didn't really know. I just thought, go and get a job. That was it. Because I got kicked out of, again, I got kicked out of school, got kicked out of college fighting. So I knew that it wasn't going to be the education route. I knew it wasn't me going to go and get a degree, whatever, whatnot, and go that route. So it was just getting to work, ASAP. And then from the apprenticeship, I went and worked at a full-time job doing some customer service. And I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. They used to call me the overtime king because I'd literally work from 7 to 7. So I'd do the morning from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I did it one month for a full month, 7 a.m. Okay. to 7 p.m. But I was doing it just to do that weekend balling. I was going to Cirque in London. Do you remember that? Yeah, of Cirque? course. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I go Cirque, yeah, and I was just popping bottles. Earn my three thousand pound yeah. after doing every hour God sends. <laughs> yeah, every hour, yeah. and then going to a club just to pop maybe five yeah. bottles, then be broke. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah. and then Literally. do it all over again. E exactly to go and do that all exactly. over again. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. So when I was living that lifestyle, I kind of thought, okay, you know what? I want that type of lifestyle. The only way I know how to do it right now is to literally. Grind. Yeah. And that's why one of the things that I live by is hard work, hard work. I always go, hard work's fucking sexy. I say it regularly. Mm. Yeah, I say it's attractive. But that was what instilled that in me from day. I was like, okay, you know what? I know that worst case scenario, I can just work, 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 work. So I started doing that mm. in customer service. And then what happened is my missus started saying to me, she knew some people that were making some serious dough in sales. And she was like, you can talk. You get on the phone, you start selling, you're going to make a lot of money. I said, okay, fine, I entertain it. What are these, what's this lot of money that people are talking about? She said, yeah, people are making five bags a month. What type of sales is this? Like investment sales. Investment sales, investment okay. Investment sales. So she said people are so making... So did you know anything about investment sales at the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, slight bit. Not like nothing major. Oh, okay. Nothing major, nothing major. But she said, you know what? It's sales. People are making decent money in there. I said, how much is it that people are making? She said, anyway, some people are making five. I thought, okay, that's sexy. Six. <laughs> yeah. Some people are making 10 bags. That was it, I was gone. Is it, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, that's it, I'm done. I'm done, get me in, get yeah. me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, in fact, let me go back. First, when I heard it, I said, nah, it's got to be a scam. It's serious. Of course. It's too good to be true. Too, literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it. Too good to be true. It's got to be a scam. It's got to be madness. More so because you know that you can do it. You're like, well, I can do that and I can make this. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. But then from that, I joined earned a little bit of money, nothing major, wasn't, wasn't on those levels. And then somebody just said to me, look, listen, you're, you're talented at this. You know how to build relationships. You know how to speak to people. You understand how to get people's why. Most people, they can see it from a mile off. They know that it's all about what you want, yeah? But with you, you really care. You really understand what they want. Mm. How about we go and start off our own thing and I reckon you'll be a millionaire within a year. Start your own what? Investment firm. Okay. So start our own thing whereby we can start raising money for various different types of investments, whatever, whatnot, earn our commission. Good. So how did, how did you go about that? 
to be fair, I never got involved in that. He was the brains. He okay. He was the brains. He just said, you know what? With the sell side, the way that you are on the phone, you'll do extremely well. Okay, so what was your role in it though? Did you you was just what was what did you do? At at the start it was your sales. Literally mm. speaking to clients and building relationships and, and, and doing sales. Mm. So that was what it was to begin with. Um, it then progressed to me being more of a manager and looking after other sales staff. But in the start, it was just literally, in fact, in the start, when <laughs> the madness, <laughs> when it actually first started, he made this lovely picture. He said, you know what? When you come across, I'm going to already have this team built for you. Yeah, you're going to come in, hit the phones, make money, whatever, whatnot. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be ridiculous. Hmm. I came in the first day, no team no phone lines. <laughs> I had to go and get a loan to get the company off the ground. Serious? I took a, I remember I took a loan and put some money Do you remember how much that loan was? 5,000. Okay. 5,000 pounds because he set up everything because mm. he's wicked at sales himself but the money weren't there to back it even that office rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? So, but I believe because at them times no one was saying to me I had this mad pressure not to jump but I had this mad pressure because my brother is in the, was in the, mu like, he's in the music industry he's killing okay. it. Okay. Killing it. And I wanted to live his lifestyle. Okay. But no one is saying to me, you know what, we can do something whereby you can become a millionaire. Just imagine hearing that at 22 years old, hmm. when you were just working in customer service for 17 grand of a year. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's a dramatic difference. 100%. Yeah. So when I heard that, I said, you know what, I'm willing to invest in this guy. And what can I invest in this guy? Blood, sweat and tears. The energy. Yeah. But then when I did actually finally get there and I realised there was, <laughs> it, it got so bad that we were eating pot noodles because we had no money and we were waiting for, we'd drive to the car park, wait behind cars and just tailgate. Really? Yes. And then when we parked where it was in Croydon, yeah, when we was leaving, there was enough crackheads at the top. So we used to have to dodge them yeah. and then wait for another car mm. and then tailgate out. So it was all a bit of a madness to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... I seen the type of money he had made. And also it's more than that. He was actually saying, you can do it as well. Of course. And for me, that, made that me makes, that makes, I think things like that make a world of difference. You know, when someone kind of has a, a vote of confidence within you and somebody, somebody that you respect too. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like that has been something that's been great for me, actually. Just having friends like that, like friends that are proper respect that are doing really well within their life and yeah. in business and stuff. Having them having a vote in confidence in me has given me confidence to go on and do all different types of stuff and inspired me to do different types of things as well. I guess that's the way it really, really goes because unless you're unless you go the traditional route where you're almost groomed to think away, hang out with the certain people, and yeah, I guess the word is just groomed. Yeah, mm. you do need somebody who is either doing it, who you can respect. That's a massive word you said. Mm. If you don't respect them. Don't, who cares? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? But as soon as you respect them and they say something like that to you, I feel like for me, what it did is it just woke up a beast. It made me go, you know what? I'm going to create the situation. Yeah. He's given me a couple of words, almost like a couple of, uh, not even a blueprint, but a couple of words. I'm now going to create the situation. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened. Give me some clarity though on what like, see like as things started to become you started to gain some success. Mm -hmm. Give me some clarity on what that actually looked like, like what you was doing work-wise and how that was translating financially. Well, 
I guess the my journey started off from let me just take you through like the financial timeline because yeah. that might might help you like to understand it mm. a bit more like when we first started doing it we broke past the call it the broke stage maybe two three months of not really doing anything and not even covering out guys just dodging and diving like rent things of that nature and we first started to land deals bring on clients whatever whatnot earnings were like four thousand a month quickly went up to 15 quickly went up to 50 then I can I just stop you just quickly as well when you say bring on clients like what um like give me some clarity on just what you would do with one of your clients then for example yeah so literally you bring on a client and what, what when you say clarity do you mean like, as like what yeah like what your was? relationship would have been with that client yeah so well. it'd be to to introduce them to whatever product it was okay mm -hmm. and then make sure they qualified understand the investment whatever whatnot and then they would literally either come meet us or do the deal part with capital and that would be it okay so they would essentially come to you give you some peas essentially yeah. yeah and then you would say all right cool i'm gonna take these peas i'm gonna do this that boom 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 and then i'm gonna come back to you at a certain point and let you know what i'm doing with your money and also what you've got no not really they would know what the product is okay they know what the product is so they'd buy into the product we get our commission for fair, it fair fair, I mean? fair 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 so, okay yeah. okay 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 so it was different so then so you're building your client base on stuff like that financially so now you're saying you get into 50 boom yeah. And then literally it took about maybe two or three years. And then I was just clapping like at least a hundred a month. Serious? Yeah. Your personal. And personal. In my pocket. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. At least. How did that change you? Mad arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> mad arrogant. But, but it's mad. I say that. I've always been somebody that looks out for a lot of people. Mm. It just made my goals reality. It made me, anything that I projected, I've always been a big goals man as well, and we took, we talk about that in a second, but it made that become a reality. Do you see what I mean? I was able to provide, man, mm. massively. I was able to, a lot of the stuff, because it wasn't just as easy as that. I make it sound a lot easier, but the real truth of it was the first year, I read like 80 books, like 80 books. Mindset, attitude, sales. I was just a hermit. Mm. staying home, studying, sacrificing. I did that because I felt like a waste man. I was in a bit of a situation whereby my missus was paying for everything. Mm. Everything. We just had our first child. I'm broke. And when you're in those negative situations, you'll do anything. Of do you course. know what I mean? So that made me really, 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 really study and put in a lot of effort. But then when the money started coming in, can you imagine? Like yeah. I can access anything now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go anywhere. Buy anything. Did you ever ring your Did you ever ring your dad? And so your this dad? is it. It's a great man. You're getting deep into it. <laughs> My dad was actually meant to give us the five thousand pound loan. Not many people even know this, you know. My dad was meant to give me the five thousand pound loan that I needed to begin with, and he, long story short, he didn't. It, and that made me kind of just go, you know what? You're in this on your own. That's when I had to go and take the loan out from the bank. Yeah put it in and as soon as I started making money I just kind of just thought you know what forget it so no did you but when you started making money did you ring your dad and let your dad no yeah. I'm here dad I'm, I'm out here doing x y and z no no I didn't care yeah I didn't care and that do you feel like you that you didn't care pr because of the relationship with him just wasn't wasn't there in the beginning either exactly that. yeah yeah I hear that exactly still. that exactly that That's and really I felt a bit let down as well because I promised the money to other people do you know what I mean yeah. The money that he was meant to lend me, 
I promised it to other people. So I kind of felt like, damn. Yeah. So, okay, when you started making money anyway, you know what I mean? A hundred bags and that out here, lit. Was was you doing the club stuff, going back out there, hundred bottles, all of these type of things? Worse. Okay. Worse. <laughs> did you have on a sensible side of things though at that at the time? Did you have no financial advisors no, yourself? Nothing. I mean, you're invest. You was invest investment for fuck's sake. Yeah. No. So what did you not I like? Didn't follow that. So okay, so you were so nothing. good at doing this for other people and making big dough, but you you didn't implement some of this yourself. Zero. Zero. Why do you think that was? Because. Live fast, die hard. Every, bear in mind, Chuck, you gotta understand, every single month, it's not like 100 grand a year. I know. It's 100 grand a month. So every single month I'm reing up again. Do you, yeah. get, do you get me? So right now it's feeling like it's not running it's out. It's never gonna run out. And yeah. no one's ever telling you that. I always say it, man, I'm, I'm getting admired like some king, bro. Mm. How old were you when you were getting 100 grand a month? 27. Jeez. 27. Yeah, that's a good question. 27 when you was getting 100 grand a month. That's young footballer's still, wage. Bro, that's yeah, man was out here moving like Alexis Sanchez. To <laughs> Serious. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, so so how was life looking like for you at that point anyway? I know yeah. you were saying that it was Eric, like you was, you know what I mean, things happening, spending a lot of money, but what else was going on for you? You, you, you know the mad, mad thing is, is because when you're, when that happens, because it happens so quick, you don't get any time to adjust. It's just one month you are one way, next month you can do anything. Like, there's always levels to it, but for what I could see in my ceiling within my own mindset, I was just like, I can do anything. Mm. So that's what made it like that. And what was life like? It was like literally mad partying. Mm. That's what I did. Mad partying and just buying ridiculous shit. Did you still work as hard? Of course. That's just, that's, that's in me full stop. Mm. That's in me full stop. I'm still to this day somebody that gets up at four hours every morning. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's in me. So it's not, that that was never going to change. It mm. was just now what you could do when it comes to the weekend was very different. Of course. What happened after that? Okay. So I enjoyed that for like three, four years. Then just due to a few wrong decisions that were largely out of my control. It's mainly the company, but still I, I was in it. Yeah. Bam, next minute. And because at, at that time as well, yeah, you're, you're spending so much that you're not really understanding, not really caring about things like taxes. Listen, listen, my tax bill was a wage. Oh my God, I wouldn't even want to know. Horrid, you, listen, scary. Seriously. And when they come, they're worse than the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so then that. next minute, bang, bankrupt. Serious. All right, I don't want to skip this. So... The ta so you're okay. You're getting a hundred bags a month, yeah. This is within a year. I'm taking it, yeah. Then the tax man says, "All right, I'm just letting you know now. I've come here for the fifty percent, <laughs> yeah." And then now, so you realise you've got to give them X, Y, Z, which you may not necessarily have there. Didn't have, man. I'm not even gonna front. Okay. When they came to you for the peas, what what did you do? And what does bankrupt look like? Because, you know, like, I always hear people say, oh, you know, yeah, boom, like, just I just filed for bankruptcy. How do you even file for bankruptcy? Well, that's not what even happened to me. I didn't get to file. That was There was no sort of voluntary. My accountant was like, nah, listen, because I read it for so long. Do you know what I mean? Well, I read it for so long, there wasn't even any, like, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's try and do a deal here. We tried to, 
HMRC was just like, nah, pay us this right now or bomb. That's it. You're bankrupt. Wow. And when that happened, yeah, when that happened, the company I was in ceased trading, yeah? So the income that I was getting, gone. Mm. But bearing in mind, that income's gone and I'm still on, still have roughly 35 to 40 grand per month outgoings. Wow. So now I don't have zero, I have zero income mm-hmm. and mad commitments, mad commitments, school fees, different rent, lifestyle, lo- just mad commitments. Mm. I retired my mum, that's another financial commitment, oh, wow. the, the big one as well, the one that I hold dear, do you yeah. know what I mean? And I just, bang, there's no it's way done. of me being able to pay any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I started to try and shop, the because the, I was a big watchman then. I was mm. trying to shot everything that I had, all the jewellery, everything of that nature, just to pay for these people who love me, family, mm. lifestyle. Because obviously I'm embarrassed. I don't want them to know that I've gone from being admired like some king to being fucked off like a peasant. I didn't want that to happen. Mm. I didn't want that to be in the public domain. So all that happened is I was just like, okay, I'm going to just try and support the lifestyle by just selling everything. Mm. But then I'm just getting done. Watches that I paid 40 for, people are going, yeah, 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 I'll give you 15 for it. Yeah, 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 because you, you just I mean? need the dough. Because you need the dough. You just need the dough. And, and, and every time that sort of thing's happening where you're selling it, your confidence is getting whacked. Mm. That's the realness of it. It's not like oh, I'm sorting out this situation, it's all cool. It's all like I'm desperate. Mm. And I've still got to be this alpha male. Bruv, that must have been so heavy on your head. You wouldn't believe. And, and, and while that's happening, while that's happening, my closest brother, who I've got a relationship, yeah, suffered massively with mental health. Okay. So we have to now section him. Paranoid schizophrenia. Okay. So I'm dealing with that, mm-hmm. yeah. The love that, because we are close. I'm touring with the guy. Going away with him 26 times in one year. Doing the whole mad DJ rock style lifestyle mm-hmm. with him. We're close. And then that happens. Then I've got my family. No income. Mad depression, mate. Fell into mad depression. Really? Ma- Listen, from the heights that I was at mm. to what happened, mad depression. And what did that look like for you, though? When you say, like, what, not coming out of your yard? How did you, how did you, how did you overcome that, like, that side of things? Like, from, not not financially, I'm just talking about mind state, because now... When we when you're dealing with mind state, that's more powerful than anything. That's more powerful than the money, than all of these other glitz and glamour and all of that. When you when your mind dips, mm. when your mind dips, what did you do to get to 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 fix that, so to speak? Well, I've always been a man that's had various different systems for writing goals, and what tends to happen with mindset that I really really understand and realise is that we let our mindset wander. And it's almost like the film, you know, is it Inside Out? Hmm. Where we've got like 10 different characters in our mind. Hmm. So I always say, I always say we are all mental anyway, because we've got one voice that goes, should I do that? Yeah, you should do this. Why not you doing this? We've got like these loads of different voices in our mind. And I think that when you just allow it to be here, that's when there's a big, 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 big challenges. Hmm. So one thing I've always learned, I've lived, I, I live by it, is get it out of here onto paper. Hmm. Because then you can reason. 
you can actually look at it, what you've actually written, and you can reason with it. So when it actually happened for me, and I fell into mad depression, for the first, I'd say, a good month to six weeks, roughly, that's how long it was, I didn't even get out of bed. So bearing in mind you're an alpha male, you're a go-getter, you've got good energy, whatever, whatnot. You're not. You're sleeping on a mattress on the floor yeah. in your yard, not spending any time around your children. I've got two kids now, mm. yeah? Not spending any time around anybody, just in my own thoughts thinking, not only have I let people down massively, like my family, things, the people around me, I'm not going to get out of this. Mm. And it wasn't, I, I, I sort of felt that for a little while and then it wasn't until I just kind of went, you know what? What have you done before that's worked? What's helped you get into good situations? Because I'm not sure if you're somebody that does this, like writes goals or things like nature to get the things you want. Mm -hmm. No one ever tells you to write a goal to get you out of a bad situation. No. Completely different. Everyone always like, you want a Ferrari? You want this? And I, 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 I subscribe to it. I've done it plenty of times. Use the power of sort of manifestation, affirmation, visualization, law of attraction, energy, the whole lot. Used all of it to achieve the things you want. But what about when you're in a situation where that you don't want and you want to just get out of it? Mm. And I thought, you know what? Let me just try it. Let me just try the same principles. And literally catapulted me out of it. Because mm. I got everything out of my mind that was negative onto paper, systemized a plan, and I was just like, bang. Mm. But ultimately as well, it seems like your personality and how you are, yeah, how you are as a person is you're a doer naturally anyway. So even by you sitting and being in that state is so far from the type of person that you are as a, as who you grew up. You've always been a doer. You've always been a go-getter. Active. Like, always been active. Mm. So I guess it's like tapping back into that again and like recharging the batteries or the energies or whatever it may be to just get back on your feet and just to start, start getting it cracking again. That's exactly what it was. And when I did it, it was like for... for did you tell anyone that you was bankrupt at the time? Did you, did in the end, did you tell, did you tell like, your mum knew? No, no. She didn't know? I was still, because bearing in mind I retired, one of my biggest goals ever, and it's, just, it's one of that I'm, that I'm still proud of, yeah, was retiring her. Hmm. So I'm retiring her, she's going back, giving out money at church, everything, she's happy. I'm not going to tell her. Yeah. So oh, so these times she wasn't even in the country. She's gone back to Nigeria. Various different places. Okay. She's here in the country. She's in Nigeria. She's in various different places. Uh -huh. And I'm still giving her the same lifestyle because that makes me feel good. So yeah. even though it might mean after shot an AP, shot a relic, whatever. Yeah. And then divvy up the money and, and maybe not go out and do the London thing anymore or whatever, whatnot. For me, being able to still provide for her because of what she's done and what she's been through, that, that made me feel good. So yeah. I wasn't about to tell her, you know what, I'm bankrupt. Because yeah. I know, as a mum, she would just be like, what are you doing? Yeah. But she weren't working anymore. So it weren't, I didn't really, I, in my head, I didn't feel like I had the luxury to be able to tell her, tell her that. What do you feel like, what do you feel like knowing what you know now, yeah? See, when you started to make 100 bags and that, mm. a month, and you had that level of success. Let's forget about the money, but whatever, however you deemed success at the time, yeah? What would you have done different at that time? Barring the, the maybe some of the obvious, the strip clubs and all of these type of things. <laughs> uh, do you know what? So I did have a few people around me that were always like, nothing lasts forever. <laughs> and you should do other things. I had a couple of decent, like real people around me. But it's mad because 
again, this, this, it's only these lessons that you learn because they didn't have the same sort of financial as me. I just didn't respect what they're saying. Who? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's bad, shallow, mm. but I just didn't respect it. I was like, listen, what I'm doing for you, yeah, doesn't warrant you to be able to speak to me. Who? Done. So even though what they're saying was real, and that taught me one of my biggest lessons because I learned a big lesson from that. When somebody basically, long story short, told me to invest into Bitcoin when it was 80 cents and they could get it for me. Yeah. And I was like, you got no dough. I can't listen to you. <laughs> and if I'd done it, I'd have made 140 million. Yeah. But this is the thing, yeah? It's tricky. Because I understand that. And I've had that mentality at certain points too. But it's also understanding that because somebody doesn't have it, doesn't mean that they don't have the smarts. Man, you said it spot on. Like my number one thing, but I think in life you have to go through this. I always say this, people always go, you know what, my negative situation, I now embrace every single negative situation, everything, because it's part of my story. I have to tell this to people, because otherwise I'm not credible. You can't believe me unless I've said, I've, I've actually gone through it. So for me, now everybody, anyone will tell you that knows me, I give everyone five minutes, everybody. If anyone comes to me, like, I'm giving you my, and I'm not just giving it five minutes whereby you're talking to me and you're going over my head. I'm giving it, and I'm giving you my experience. I'm giving you everything for that five minutes. Then I make up my decision. Whereas before, especially when you're getting it in that level, you ain't got time for anyone. I hear that. So let's talk about the change of fortune a little bit. Excuse the pun. <laughs> That's hitting me. <laughs> Things started to get back up again for you. But I guess this comes down to the system now that I've seen you talk about a lot, which was one of the things I think my guy was hitting me up or whatever. Yeah. Talk to me about it. I mean, I saw a video that you got on your YouTube page. Yeah. I watched it. I thought it was really good. I know you're going to start doing more of them. And I've like got some of the things written down in the system that it seems like you're going to talk about. But explain to me what this is anyway. What is it? Long story short, it's just a goal-writing system because what ends up happening is everyone's got these dreams, wishes, goals, ideas, but they just remain in there. And what people don't know is every single day you're having between seventy-five to 90,000 thoughts and 91% of those thoughts are what happened yesterday. That's why we repeat the same stuff regularly and regularly and regularly again, you know? So it's just about being able to take that out of your mind and prioritise it and then have an action plan so you can go at it. Now, for the people who are ready and really want stuff, what this does is revolutionary. Literally, I can't use any other words because it systemizes it. It's like, goes from being a goal, simple goal, to something you systemize, that you can work on. And because you put that much energy and attention, the speed that what things come is ridiculous. Mm. People always think, okay, you know, it's going to be long. And sometimes it is, but genuinely, when you have a system that you're working at, things happen a lot Faster. What is wrong with it being long? Nothing's wrong with it. Nothing's wrong with it being People long. Pardon? People are impatient. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But there's nothing wrong. I love the journey. Mm. Most of the time, I always say this, when you actually get what it is that you were going for, whatever the goal be, be it the health, be it the car, be it the house, whatever, it's fleeting. You feel good for a couple of days, a week, a month. I say this shit all the time. And what do you respect? You talk about the journey, the good times, the bad times, everything leading up to it. Yeah. So I'm fully with that. If you could, if any, if you could ever find yourself in a position where you're enjoying the process, that's a sick. Because for me, 
like right now in the stage of my life that I'm in right now, yeah, I've never enjoyed the process so much before in my life. I've enjoyed this process so much. Before, I was like, there was a couple of good times and all of that. Things was all right, you know what I mean? I had some good times and stuff, but I couldn't tell you that I was enjoying the process. But like, I, I, if, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, huh? Why do you think that is now that you're enjoying it? Maybe because there's a part of me that feels like I'm fulfilling my purpose. That's it, life plan. You're living life on purpose. Everyone talks about purpose, 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 purpose. And they think you've got to get into this deep, meaningful, Russell Brand, go and be spiritual, Jay shit. It's bullshit. It's about having, living life, for me, on purpose. Ideally, with a plan. Like you said, when we was catching up earlier on, it was like, okay, I'm just going to do this for myself now. Mm. And when you take everybody else, because everyone thinks it is so much competition, you've got to compete. The only competition is yourself. So when you get into tune with guy, and you know what, I've got to do this for myself, you start living life on purpose. Mm. And what that system does is it helps you to, 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 to almost to have a, a plan for that. Mm. So, and what, did you see the system here as well, yeah? Like that you've sort of um, put together. Is this something that you obviously have gone by yourself, yeah? And this started from the, the from you, your whole mind being in the gutter, essentially, getting yourself out of it to now being up. Are you back in investment? Yeah, I, well, I've got, I invest myself mainly. Oh, so you, okay. Companies, yeah. So that's the one thing, is that's the one of the fundamental differences as well. Because yeah. remember before, there was Alexis Sanchez money in that, <laughs> but man wasn't putting <laughs> nothing <laughs> down in, man wasn't putting nothing down here, there, well, or whatever. This game edition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was all going on, on bottles and all of yeah. these things. But now, obviously, you've got, I guess, experiences have shown you to move a little bit smarter and wiser and all of these type of things as well yeah. and be like, all right, cool, now that I'm back up again to make sure that I have a standard of living consistently for a period of time, I need to do X, Y, and Z. Do you know what? I don't even want to um, sidetrack here, yeah? but yeah. just talking about, I talk a lot about um, music artists, yeah, and like some of the young bucks that are coming up doing their thing or whatever. And like, this doesn't even have to be implemented just to them, but the infrastructure in how the music industry is now, yeah, mm. is very sick for them in a sense that there's a lot of young bucks out there making a hell of a lot of money, not necessarily, and it's not necessarily coming from a gatekeeper. They're doing it themselves. And there's like all of these different things within it as well, behind the scenes where, you know, they can come and do all of these different things and make money from it or whatever it may be. Mm. And, and and have a and have live a nicer lifestyle, but at the same time, I always think people that are a little bit older and a little bit wiser have to let them know. Yeah, like sometimes when you have that big spurs of money in that, it doesn't always last forever. So, what you might need to do is put certain things in place. So, see this lifestyle that you're living right now; it can be more consistent as opposed to it being you have one sick year. Yeah, bad though, it's lit, whatever all of these things is happening, then after that it slows down, then it slows down, then you got to shot this and shot that and all of these type of things. And then now that that whole lifestyle that you liked is completely gone. It's been stripped from you. So that's why I always say like now, if you can see when you're making it, yeah, I get it. Like I get the exterior thing. Everybody wants to look good. I do. But trust me when I tell you, yeah, if you got the lump sum of money, chat to a brother who knows what's going on or whatever, and maybe take the risk in 
like putting your money in this, that, or whatever, because in the long term, it's going to help you. And not only is it going to help you with your lifestyle, but elements of it will help with just the stresses within your mind. Do you get me? That's not me saying that, you know, money is going to like lead you to proper happiness or whatever. But I just feel like if you can find your, not everyone's bit of comfortability is different, mm. but if you can find yours, if you can find yours and sustain that, you'll be good. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah. And I think with regards to money and happiness, I think that people get this concept completely fucked up, man. Money and happiness are two different things. Like people always intertwine it. But what I've learned massively is money and ha they're, they're literally two different planets. Yeah. One can assist the other. But so many people think that they're, they're so intertwined that they think, okay, if I, if I, if I want to be happy, I can't chase too much money. I've got to go and be, be a happy person. If I chase too much money, and likewise, do you understand what I mean? Mm. And I think that's, for me, that's the first thing that needs to, like for me, that I kind of teach people and I say to them, look, listen, you need money to live your lifestyle, yeah? But you can't associate money to happiness. One is a real emotion, one is a man-made concept. They're, they're two different planets. But what you were saying a moment ago about putting money aside and doing other things with the, with the dough, you're 100% right. And I'll tell you for why, because when I was shot in all that stuff, it made me actually come up with a concept that I now call the cost of swag, yeah? And what the cost of swag is, is it's, it's, it's just a way of understanding what things really cost you, yeah? Because a lot of people will say to you, for example, time is money, yeah? And I, I fully agree with it, yeah? But one thing is, when they say that, yeah, and you ask them, how much is your time worth? A lot of people will just go, what they make in an hour or what they make in a year. Yeah, but what they won't do is they won't really work it out properly. And I went and looked at this properly. And Warren Buffett, who's somebody I respect for being an investment man, yeah, he says if it's, if you're not making money when you're asleep, you'll probably work until you die. So it made me go, okay, so I've got to really work out what my hours worth <coughs> for every hour I'm alive. So whatever I'm making and taking in, yeah, I've got to divide that by eight thousand seven hundred and sixty. Then I get what a cost of my true hour is worth. Yeah. So for example, I know this now, 25 bags really looks like £2.85. That's what it looks like. <laughs> mm. So if I'm going to go and buy a Balenciaga trainer or a t-shirt or one of their madness for £400, but I learned this the hard way. So this is why I say to people, I, I, I learned this the hard way. Yeah. If I'm going to go and do that, the reason why I'm not going to get any lasting enjoyment is because ultimately for me to get real value out of that, bearing in mind my hours worth £2.85, if I'm buying a 400 quid t-shirt, I've got to wear that t-shirt forever. <laughs> That T-shirt's got to be worn for 140 hours. <laughs> you know, to keep up, how many times are we changing our T-shirts? How long are we wearing it? Mm. And that's why I personally feel a lot of people don't get real satisfaction out of the things they're spending. So then when I really understood this, because there was a real sort of point to it, it made me go, you know what? Okay, because I've had to shot stuff and I haven't got anything back from it, what would have made this a lot better? What would have made it? Well, if I have to use my energy, so if, like you said, the guys who are in the music have to use their energy to make it and then buy a watch, buy a house, buy a car, what, buy whatever of these, call it, call it materialistic things, okay? That's a battle you're never going to win because you're using, you're using your energy to pay for an object. But if you start investing and you use your object to pay for an object, you're never going to feel, feel the pinch. Mm -hmm. And that really made me go, okay, if I start investing into properties, whatever, whatnot, whatever I'm getting in as an income, 
that money can go anywhere elsewhere because it's object paying for an object instead of energy paying for an object. Does that, mm, does that I make hear sense? That still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that really made me go, you know what, from then, exactly as you said, and I say it to people, set it up. I'm not saying don't go and enjoy yourself. Not like you said, cool. I'm not saying you won't feel good, you won't look nice, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just plot up something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do something with it so you can sustain. The objective. I know that's the first thing that's on your system. Talk to me. Talk, you talk to me. <laughs> okay, that's literally just spending time to work out what it is you actually want. Because I think that the reason why, there's, there's a saying that I was always told, you can either be a meaningful specific or you can be a wandering generality. Okay, and the difference between the two is one person is going to sit down and work out what they actually want. And what people don't, don't do is they don't go, they go, okay, I might want this. Okay, for example, you want to be somebody who hosts podcasts, whatever, whatnot. But they don't associate a real why to it. So they never get up off their ass. As soon as you know what it is you want, which is the first stage, but you can associate an honest and real reason why, yeah, the energy becomes white, white hot, yeah, for it. So I say to people, the objective is just literally spending time brainstorming and finding out what it is you want and then being able to put a real why next to it. If you can't put a real why next to it, it's not that you won't get it. It's not that it's not for you. It just might not be for you right now. Yeah. Because what you're trying to do is get your energy, energy to come out. Mm-hmm. So that objective is just literally what do you want? Start date and frequency. I'm not going to go through all of them because I know you've got your YouTube thing and I think that you're going to elaborate yeah, on a lot yeah, of them. Yeah. But I do want to point a few things out yeah, just no, to, hear you, to hear your perspective on them. Yeah, I mean, again, once people know what it is they want, they've got a real reason why. Most people, they go, you know what, let's start it right away. There's no planning. They just go, I'm excited. Let's just get, jump in. Let's do it right now. Yeah. But that lasts a week. The first, the, yeah, the, the first, the first challenge, and that's it. Of course, and you see, yeah, do you know what? Using the podcast actually is a great example of that because right now, obviously, when we started the podcast, it wasn't so much of a thing like how it is today. So a lot of people now see a podcast doing pretty well. They see somebody else's dream, yeah, or what's working for someone, and then it's like, yeah, boom, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do a podcast <laughs> right now, right now. And then the first obstacle, uh, what happened to that podcast? Well, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, and it's a bit long still, cause you know, do you get what I'm saying? That's exactly it. But this is exactly it. And this is what I'm saying. Mm. That starts off with people not having a real reason why. Yeah. That's the first thing. They don't have the real reason why. The what is sound, cause it sounds sexy. They see what you're doing. What other people are doing, it looks sexy. But also on the flip side of that, it is hard for some people because actually, no, maybe not. Nah, nah, nah. It's plausible still because of what I was thinking in my head is completely different. It's not so much the why. It, sometimes for some people, it is the what. Like what? What is it that I am going to do? Yeah, because I do find like when speaking to a lot of people, different ages than that as well some people get really stuck in what it is that they feel like they should be doing and for trying to fulfill their purpose i think that's like a big issue of a lot of people actually like what what am i going to do or what can i do that i can make an income from but i would be happy with and also i feel like i'm supposed to do because how much people out there are making hella great money out there but they're just not happy. Yeah, totally. To agree. get me, totally. Agree. So, 
I guess the the why not necessarily having a not necessarily having a why is one thing, but I think for a lot of people it's the what. But this is it. I don't think this is my point. I don't think people spend time to actually think about it. People are so much in autopilot. From what I've seen, they get into a job or whatever, whatnot, and they just fall into autopilot. Just yeah, do the that's same true. thing, do the same thing, do the same thing. Yeah. If you sit down, yeah, with yourself and ask yourself what you want and why, and ask yourself repeatedly, it will come to you. Yeah. It will come to everybody. And it will naturally involve something that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Something that you think that you can do. Yeah. And what ends up happening is a lot of people think, okay, money out of it straight away. You know as well as I do, you can monetize everything when you're good at it. Of course. When there's an audience. So the first thing you do, find something, for me, that you enjoy, you like, yeah? Something that you feel you could do well. And that's the first thing. Sit down and ask yourself for me. POA. Plan of achievement, yeah. This is this is a, a good one purely and simply because the couple of steps before it are where you start utilizing the power of your mind, yeah, to get pieces. I call it pieces of a puzzle together. Things that you can action, things that you can do, yeah. And then once you've done that, you put a plan of achievement together, mm. whereby you literally, I say, very simple. You almost, are, you know what? The first three steps are things like three or four steps that you're going to do towards your goal and achievement are things that you can do repeatedly, yeah. It might be just getting up at a certain hour of the time in, in the morning. Mm. It might just be reading for half an hour, which is a massive thing I say to everybody, go and read. Somebody else has already done it, copy them, yeah? Mm. So it might just be that, but it'll be things that you can action on a repeated basis. And then you'll do a brainstorm of loads of different ideas that you can attempt, okay, to achieve your goal. And you jumble that together. And what you have is you have an action plan. Mm. You have an action plan. Things that you repeat every single day because that forms habits. Habits build strength. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll have a few other things, maybe 15, 20 things that are sporadic that you can work on. Mm. And almost just go, okay, today I'm going to attempt this. And for me, in my own personal life, this is the beauty of it. Yeah. This is the beauty of it. For me, in my own personal life, just by doing that, sitting down and forcing my brain to think, it's not normally, it's not like I have to extort this list and go through 20 things and I normally hit it within the third. Like mm. you said, yeah, when, we, when when you got the first or you got the phone call, it wasn't as if it was like, it wasn't a madness because your brain was in tune mm. and the actual activity of moving towards that goal, normally, because I've brainstormed it and I'm attempting different things, it happens mm. fairly quickly. I saw you talking actually on your Instagram um, like you were talking about affirmations, who, who actually, in fact, who are you talking to? Because I see that you're in a in a room, yeah, <laughs> a and there's kill, there's kids and stuff in there, yeah. yeah like, what's company. the age? What's the ages of the people that's in there? Nineteen. Like, okay, 19. around them youngest sort of ages. Is the youngest okay. to like thirty? Oh, okay, I thought I thought they was a bit younger. So okay, yeah. so around them ages there, yeah? yeah. What is that, and what are you doing in there? So it's just a sales company. Oh, okay, I'm, and I'm you're just, ex- explaining. Just, yeah, just just working with them, just okay. working with them. because. With sales especially, it's so target driven that you kind of need to be, your, your mind has to be focused. Yeah. So if I can give people tips, ideas, concepts that have worked for me. Yeah, sick. Because I noticed you, you talked in one, of your, in one of the segments, you was talking about affirmations and stuff like that, yeah. And I think um, maybe it was down to a specific context, but it did seem like it could have been implemented within just like, whatever it is that you would you're trying to do within your life anyway but like could you elaborate a little bit on that if you even remember 
with regards to just her affirmations. Affirmations yeah? and stuff, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and how, how how maybe that has even worked for you? Yeah, I mean affirmations is a is a is a funny one because everyone's like, how can you just say I am this? Furthermore, I am is the <laughs> most powerful two words in the world, personally. Yeah. yeah. I am then followed by anything, you set it, you set it into motion. Yeah. So for me, when I'm explaining to people about affirmations, they're like, you know what, how can you really just say this and you become that? Mm. You know, say it repeatedly, say it with energy, you become that. Because a lot of people don't believe in energy universe like myself, yeah? And it took me just really pondering and thinking about it. And then it just came to my mind one day. I just went, you know what? Well, I am Alfie. Someone told me my name is Alfie. I, they told it to me repeatedly. I believed it. I continue to say it and I have become Alfie. Yeah. Why can't you do that with anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. The I am thing is kind of, you know what? I get that still because sometimes I'm joking around where I might be joking around with somebody or whatever and I might just say, but but I'm me. But even though I'm joking, when I do say it, I'm not going to lie, I do feel like the guy. <laughs> Go on. I'm like, yeah, but I'm me. Like, But yeah, innit? I'm me. I'm me, innit? And this is the thing about the brain. As soon as you say that, your brain receives it as an order. Yeah. If you go, I am rich, your brain goes, okay, you're saying that. But then if you start to say it repeatedly with passion, your brain goes, well, you're not crazy. So how can I show you that you are rich? Yeah. And it starts, because you know people go, the law of attraction. They don't understand it. As soon as you send an order into your mindset, yeah. your brain starts looking for ways to prove you correct. Mm. So if you say, I'm always somebody that's lazy, your brain's going to look for ways to make you prove that you are lazy. lazy yeah, 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 so if yeah. you start using it to your benefit and you go, I am me, mm. your brain's going to go, what does that actually mean? Uh, it means that I'm confident, I'm happy, I'm sure of it myself. It's going to look for more ways for you to validate that I am. Yeah. So for me, it's so important, especially yeah. when you say it with passion. What, what, what does success look like for you? Um... Financially, it's just being able to provide for everything. I, I've got a big financial goal. And one of my new financial goals is being able to set up for certain people around me whereby they're set. Everyone around me is just set. It's like a big goal for me. Like I've got this vision in my head, being able to take holidays together, not having to subscribe to the nine to five bullshit or what the, what the, the government system is. Everybody who's around me that I genuinely care for is set, done, family's done, mortgage is done. Mm. Big goal there. But then ultimately, success for me is being able to share what I know with other people and they come through. Word. It really, really is. And I'll tell you for why, because I understand there's no such thing as competition. And I understand if there's so many more people doing what I've done and more, as an economy, it can only be good. If I surround myself with people like that, instead of going, you know, I'm going to suppress myself because you know what, if these other people come up, they're going to be on my back. Is it, how's it going to make me look or feel? It's bullshit. If I just go, you know what? What I've done, if I can, if I can, if I can save you a step, and earn you another step, I'm going to give that to you, as a gift. And as you come up, what's it going to do? It's going to show me that it's possible. Mm. You're going to. I, I learned a saying that one affects a thousand, but it's always negative. Ah, oh, the bloody weather. This is happening. That is happening. Imagine everyone starts thinking, okay, I'm rich. 
I'm successful, I'm healthy. They start learning principles that they get success from. There's one guy I taught this to, I absolutely rate him so badly, so badly because he was a, an older, so you know that whole, you can't teach an old man, uh, an old dog new tricks. tricks yeah, yeah? yeah. He was on the roads doing whatever he's doing, yeah, whatever or not. And it wasn't like he wanted to get into finance, his sales and get rich that way, yeah. He just wanted to provide for his family. He just felt like a bit of a waste man. We sat down, got him into getting up early, 4.30. He wanted to be a gas engineer. Year and a half later, passed. And what that meant for him, being able to follow it, what he could do for his own children as inspiration, for me is everything. Mm -hmm. For me, that is everything. If it takes me like an hour of my time in the morning a couple of times to be able to teach people this, teach them when your mind is telling you this, you fight back with this. Mm. When this happens or this bullshit happens, you say this. Man, for me, that's everything. Are you? Are you happy? Super ecstatic. Now, I'm ecstatic. Yeah. Pure, purely and simply because, for, for, <laughs> so our friend who set this up, yeah. big him up, yeah? Mm -mm. He's been telling me to do this for ages. He's been telling me to go out, share, because we did some stuff like this when he was first, not, no, not in fact, not first, but he was starting to build and get traction. Yeah. Massive respect to him. And he was like, what you're doing is powerful, you know? But I took it for granted. I was like, everyone must know this. All this mindset, all these goals, achieve, everyone must know this. And then I hit, got hit with a bankruptcy and I lost all my confidence. So I was like, who am I to tell anyone anything? Yeah. And then as I started to build it, the comments that I get, and bear in mind, I've only just jumped on this social media thing. Yeah, the yeah. comments, people genuinely like, you told me this before. I've started off my business now doing this. I now do a team doing this. You told me this before. Look, I'm then I'm doing this with my kid. Man, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And for me, that, yeah. That's sick, man. It's been very interesting to hear, like, just the different phases in your life, but also seeing how you know, there's certain things that sort of tie together in that as well. And just like your business acumen and all of these type of things, man. Thanks. I think it's really good. And like, you know, it's again, like all I always say is, especially it's, it's even more, it feels even more special when it's someone that's kind of come from, you know, places where we, we've come from and that, do you get what I'm saying? Thank and being you. able to, to, to make them things for themselves. But there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of people that need guidance and, and just to be able to reconfirm certain things that they might even just be thinking in their head in terms of like what it is that they want to achieve in their life or, or how to go about it. Do you get me? This is it. I always say it. A lot of the ideas, bearing in mind, we built the computer. Yeah. Yeah. We built the plane. We built every single idea. So naturally, a lot of the ideas are up here, but you're not getting people telling you that. You're not telling, getting people telling you to put in the hard work, yeah? Work on yourself and you can get it. Mm. You're, getting, you're getting sold this mad dream of fast money, yeah? And that's the reason why, and I always say, I always say hard work is so fucking sexy, it's attractive. Because one of the things I want to do is change the mindset around what it takes to go and achieve. Because then a lot more people will attempt it. But if everyone thinks that they've got to get it fast, and it doesn't happen, you just quit. Mm. So for me, if I can then just spend a bit of time sharing so that people, like you said, then go into their own mindsets and go, you know what? That was in my mind. That's a different angle, a different way of thinking it. I'm going to attempt it. And then they get success out of it. 
What else can you ask be, for? Yeah, man. What else can you ask for? My G. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put the link for... Like, I'm, I'm not sure what will be out by the time this comes out. But mm. when it does, I'll put a link. Thank so you, people man. can see it and stuff Appreciate like that. And if anyone wants to contact you and ask you any questions further about what it is that you do or have bits of help or whatever then they can kind of contact you and that stuff. but yeah nah thanks for coming through man and nah, coming sitting it. down and sharing your story and kicking some knowledge with the man thank so, you man I appreciate yeah? it bless it Alfie thank thanks you. thanks everyone